everybody, welcome to the Soul Food Priest podcast with Father Ben. It's awesome to have you. And I'm here this morning with Sylvia Vega, my good friend. How are you, Sylvia? I'm good, Father. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Yeah, we were, uh, as we get closer day by day, we're getting closer to Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, so probably, I don't know, over the last five days, literally, no joke, I've gotten maybe eight text messages and phone calls asking the same question. Father, uh, how do I cook a turkey? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, have you ever like eaten turkey? Did you ever grow up eating turkey? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally, Father. I'm like, well, okay, did you ever ask your mom how you cook a turkey? Well, you know, we didn't really like, I never asked her. And (laughs) and I'm like, dude, how can you not know how to, but... So, have you guys ever cooked a turkey? We have. Um, we cook turkeys very different than American people do. I guess because, again, you mean we, Hispanics? Hispanics, yes. the mm. The way we cook our turkey is very Mexican. It's very like there's sauces on it. Like before Actually, you I even think I'd get it out that. of the oven. I mean, I'm, it's good. Yeah, it's just very different. Yeah, I've only done a turkey once. It's still it's it's still been you know my mom's thing to do or somebody else. I've only done it once and it was okay. I'm not going to, it wasn't terrible, but it was, it was not my thing. I prefer to do like a brisket or a pork butt or something like that. I've never, I've never really done a great turkey just yet. Yeah. Well, and it's funny, actually, I think I'd prefer the Mexican turkey to be honest with you. (laughs) I mean, I really do like pavo. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and so there's some basic rules to remember when somebody cooks a turkey. Yeah. It's it's muy importante. (laughs) So um, it's always best to make sure that the <laughs> that the turkey is actually thawed before uh, you put the blankety blank thing in the oven. Mm-hmm. Note to self: Okay, well, how do I do that? So, um, so one should thaw it out several days in advance. By okay. several days, I mean like three to four days. Okay, just leave advance. it out. Yeah, you or put it in the fridge. Okay. Um, let it thaw completely because mm-hmm. people have in their brain. Just I'm gonna the night yeah, before. you throw it in the oven. It's gonna thaw, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that means that by the time you eat it, it's still like raw and mineral. And yeah. you want to dry it before you bake it. Oh, see, I didn't do that. Yeah, you so want to dry, dry it, it off. Okay. Okay. And then uh, what I think is great is uh, to to put some kind of rub or something on it. What I do is I'll mix butter with uh, like roasted garlic or thyme mm. or rosemary and, and slide it underneath the breast, between the breast and the skin mm-hmm. without piercing the skin because if you pierce the skin, it'll all come out. Okay. Oh, okay. Because I usually like... Baste it? Yeah. Yeah, and you and that's good. Okay. And that's good. Um, but start at a high temperature okay. to g- make it golden, cover it, mm-hmm. and then turn the temp down to maybe 325-ish. Okay. Um, so... Uh, it's about 20 minutes per pound Okay, is what we're going for, 20, 20 minutes per pound, pound right? Okay. And then um, also very important to remember that, uh, that oh my gosh, how can I say this a hundred <laughs> times? You know, if you talk to anybody that works in the ER at, at Thanksgiving or uh-huh. Christmas, they will say that about a third of the people that they see are from people deep frying turkeys. Yeah absolute train wreck because nobody nobody's deep frying a turkey that's totally sober 
Okay. <laughs> so in other words, it's like, hey, Bubba, watch this kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it's, it's a train wreck. It's a miracle there's not more problems. So like, okay, if people insist on deep frying turkeys, which I'm, I have to admit is not my cup of tea, if they insist on deep frying a turkey, please, please, please like put a big ring around your deep fryer and say no no beverages are allowed beyond this yeah. point <laughs> oh my i've heavens. seen way too many youtube videos on oh, that going way wrong. dumpster fire oh my goodness i mean in more ways than one i mean it's like but you know they keep doing it you know i do, i do gotta say last year was the first year i tried a deep fried turkey and it was a gift to us by our friend Peggy and her husband mm-hmm. that did them. See, they do it right. Yeah, and they're very good. And they're very good. And um, I think she um, passed it on to Mundo um, somewhere. They met halfway, and she gifted us. Uh, and we're so thankful. Thank you, Peggy. Um, and well, by the time we got home, you know, we're far away. It was still warm. Mm-hmm. So Mundo and I was like, okay, this was the turkey that we were supposed to bring. But there's someone already cooking a turkey. And he's like let's dig in this is our turkey yeah so we got home he got home with the turkey it was still warm it was so delicious yeah. so we gotta ask peggy how she does it right because yeah she's probably one in a million yeah and and some people will brine them uh-huh. to make it more juicy it right? was a very juicy and turkey. uh have you ever seen that movie christmas vacation the super dry turkey mm-hmm. right oh it's just a little dry <laughs> a little right dry. and so like some people are they're they're super intimidated about cooking turkey mm-hmm. and uh, but the like if they're gonna deep fry it um please for the love of god <laughs> ask somebody that knows what they're doing before you do it and because there's nothing worse than going to the er and it yeah and by the way hot oil hurts yes <laughs> yes yes okay yes, yes, and yes. so uh Ugh. note to self all right but thank you father and yeah. i have a lot lots of notes yeah so but it's like one of the things i love about turkey is it believe it or not most of the time it's relatively cheap mm-hmm. and it can feed a lot of people mm-hmm. it's you know for considering how much your how many people one is feeding it's relatively cheap yeah. and it kind of begs the question i think okay okay what is worth spending our money on at christmas mm. and so um it's funny, I, I was recently reading this, uh, several, the, all this data that comes out mm-hmm. at Christmas. And, um, but one of the things that they were talking about is that 90% of American Americans, according to the, the Center for uh, uh, Bio, Biological Diversity, mm-hmm. they point out that 90% of Americans think that Christmas is too materialistic. Uh, I, think, I think we all think that way, yeah. You know? Isn't that funny? I mean, I think we, um, I mean, we have to agree that it is a very, I mean, at least personally, a very joyful time. You, if, if you, you know, walk out of your bedroom, there's lights, there's, it's probably the, the time of the year where you decorate. And so just walking out of your bedroom and some people even decorate their bedrooms, you're already with a smile in your face. It's a completely different shift now. Um, is that for everybody? Of course not. But I mean, it, it, we think about it, about all the Christmas decorations and Santa and the presents and, and we forget, you know, really what we're celebrating. Mm -hmm. But, um, I would say everybody 
really thinks about everything else other than the true meaning of Christmas during Christmas. Yeah. And what we're gonna get? What are we gonna put in the house? What are we gonna buy? How much money do I need to save in order for me to uh, make Christmas happen? Oh my gosh, the kids need this and they want this and the family and. Mm. Well, and it, that man, I tell you what, this it, it, to that point, and that's an excellent point, Sylvia. I mean, it, priests that they need to be reminded of this because we don't have children, yeah, right. And so, uh, and so, like it's easy sometimes. Uh, and no offense to my brother priest, but we can pontificate yeah. about these things without um, without knowing the reality of having an eight year old coming to you saying, "Mommy, I want blank." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and then what do you say? You know, tough. Yeah. And, and 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 so like, but it does beg the question, right? Okay, well, how do I bridge that gap mm-hmm. between wanting to give my kids things because I love mm-hmm. my kids and they want it, yeah. Um, and and then also um, giving them a deeper awareness that there's so many people out there in need, yeah. And so like, um, I mean, there's there's. Like uh, I think the data would show there's about 25,000 people that die every day from malnutrition and from not lack of food every day. Yeah. Right. For, and you know, roughly 4 million that die every year from lack of water. So mm. we're, we're talking a lot of people. Well, yeah. well that's so far removed. You can throw out all these numbers, but that's so far removed from most of our lived reality in mm-hmm. this country. Yeah. And, um, and yet, you know, people are more stressed about this. So, Father, how do I give my 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 kids an awareness mm-hmm. of not being materialistic? Yeah. But then also, you know, say, hey, it's Christmas. Enjoy. Santa's yeah. here. And so, I mean, what would you say to that if someone were to ask? I you? mean, the world doesn't help. I mean, before Thanksgiving, beginning of November, I'm thinking even at the end of October, I mean, that Target catalog comes in the mail. And the kids, you know, have a duty of you coming after school, they go to the mailbox and bring the mail in. So they were like, oh my gosh, the catalog is here. <laughs> so they're already, you know, marking stuff and folding mm. pages of what they want. So obviously the world is not going to help. Uh, the market wants to sell and the stores want to mm. empty out and, you know, they're ordering because, you know, it's, it's going to happen. And they have your Amazon and account. They, they have my Amazon account. <laughs> and, um, you know, you're talking and you're, and their phones are listening. I mean, you're scrolling through stuff and what you were talking about yesterday, it's now finally in your, you know, in your feed or whatever. So the kids obviously see stuff on TV, see stuff on catalogs and they, and they want them. Now do kids, are the kids aware of the price? Are kids aware of what your family is going through financially? Of course not. And we don't want to say, oh no, you're terrible. You don't understand. Mommy and daddy can't afford mm-hmm. that. You know, you don't want to crush their dreams or, you know, cause maybe a friend of theirs at school have possibilities to get all this so how do you find um i guess a middle ground mm-hmm. on on say hey you want this really expensive toy oh okay let's put that on the list so something that my family has done father and you know this might not work for everybody but it's worked for us of course um we've had you know stuff in our life where we're uh, economically striving and stuff and you know we've been uh, up and down so whenever we are um, struggling a little bit we're like a little bit nervous about Christmas and the kids are growing up now but Elena is still young so what do we do we started having the kids choose a couple things 
something that's really what they want no matter what the price is and something lower and then um what we started doing the kids understand now and and the kids know all this stuff with santa the older ones Mm -hmm. and the younger ones don't Uh, elena doesn't so um we've had them make a list of five items and we've said hey maybe one day you'll get all five but maybe one day you'll get one but at least you know it's five of those items that you can get Mm. so and then hey choose smaller things you don't know if santa uh, el niño jesus Mm -hmm. baby jesus Mm -hmm. has other kids to go through Mm -hmm. uh, and and help out so it's worked for us to kind of put five stuff on the list and they know that mom and dad and santa will work together to find whatever it is that they will get that year Mm. um so that's a great idea and they'll still be happy because it was on their list and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's two or three items Mm -hmm. depending um but it's i think it's a good thing to have a conversation Mm -hmm. with your children Mm -hmm. and your family without stressing them out Mm -hmm. without letting them know mom is not okay Mm -hmm. or dad is not okay or whatever you want kids Mm -hmm. put it on the list just have a conversation of what truly it means for it to be Christmas. It's not all about the toys. It's not all yeah. about, you know, just that. Now, what a, what a great point. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think that's a great point. I mean, I think especially with, uh, with most kids, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure there, I know there's exceptions, but most, most kids, they have a, a pretty decent awareness of what we would call social justice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when they see other kids and other people that don't have things mm-hmm. they want to mm-hmm. help yeah. instinctually and um so people often ask you know father well, should we go to a soup kitchen should we <sighs> do something like vincent de paul should we and i'm like yes yes and yes yeah. so uh help mother Teresa's sisters whatever you mm-hmm. want to do yeah. salvation army it doesn't matter if it's catholic buddhist hindu atheist whatever it is that there's an instinctual part of most kids that they want to help people in need. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I think, you know, and, and it is worth having a conversation, frankly, this is my own opinion, with, um, with one's in-laws mm. and also one's parents as a parent. <laughs> like, because the grandparents, man, they often want to spoil the crap out of these kids. Mm. So what'll happen is they'll say, as you know, yeah. If I if mom and dad won't help me or Santa, I'll go to my grandparents. Yeah. Right. So. Oh, I've seen that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, totally, man. Maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so, like, so uh, I mean, my recommendation is start talking to them over the summer mm-hmm. because grandparents are start they start hoarding things that mm-hmm. they think their grandkids want, and yeah. they want to be more popular than the other grandparents. Oh yeah. And so. <laughs> yeah. So say, Mom, thank you. I, I'm so grateful that you want to get this for my son. But you know what? We're not going to do that. Yeah. Okay. This is, but, but, but no, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what I want. You get one thing. Mm-hmm. I want you to get one thing. And this is what I want you to get. So, um, and I'm kind of throwing grandparents under the bus, but man man oh my gosh priests see this all the time i always have to laugh i may have told you this story but like (laughs) you know you go to mass on any given sunday and people avoid the front row like oh yeah like it has ebola virus Mm -hmm. or something Mm -hmm. like they will not go to the Mm -hmm. front row at all yeah and so um 
nobody's sitting in the front row and by the way priests do the same thing i'm just saying <laughs> anyway so but then if you have a christmas recital Ooh. Yeah. the grandparents are punching each other to sit in the front row <laughs> yeah. and i'm like oh my gosh these are the same people that sit in the back row every sunday but um <laughs> but it is i think it's worth having that conversation yeah. with one's in-laws sure, yeah. and a lot of times that's awkward especially if it's an in-law mm-hmm. right so like we'll have to talk to her spouse and say look i need you to talk to your mom yeah and tell her we're not doing that this year and i think we can find a very healthy uh, balance there if it's a if it's a touchy subject you know maybe we can say hey i know that you want to love your this is we know the meaning behind this and you want to do this for your grandchild but hey can you help me find a way where we can balance that out say mm-hmm. let's say um i will buy this for my grandson or my granddaughter but can we say, hey, let's let's give away ten of your toys this year right. to to um, to um, uh, toys a, a, for tots, yeah, or toys for tots or a shelter? Um, kind of find like a middle ground where mm-hmm. it's maybe okay to get them that you know want that they've always had that little cartwheel, um, that cartwheel, the Fisher Prize. Uh, cart thing and Mm -hmm. and it's like what six hundred seven hundred dollars but the grandfather really wants their son to have that john deere drivable tractor (laughs) for the kid um well hey let's get rid of a lot of stuff that you have and let's give it out to the poor Mm -hmm. let's uh bless somebody else or hey should we do something for somebody else should we buy maybe new toys for for other children Mm -hmm. and find a healthy balance where you teach your your child to be first of all to value the gift that you are giving them but to also value and know and and be aware that other children don't have that and how can we help other children yeah find like a, a healthy middle I would absolutely say, if you if you want to still do it yeah i mean it's really important because what happens is and and i mean this is this is my opinion uh, let's say i'm speaking hypothetically mm-hmm. let's say that parents would get they get together they may not go to a soup kitchen but they they get together say honey we're gonna go to kroger we're gonna get peanut butter and jelly and and sandwich bread Mm -hmm. and make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and we're gonna give those to mother Teresa's sisters Mm -hmm. or to a soup kitchen yeah say mary's soup kitchen whatever and you sit and make it for three hours yeah right with these kids okay here's the truth right the truth is that same the 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 soup kitchen probably already has enough food Mm -hmm. they probably don't need what you're going to give it's not about that it's about spending time with your kids and teaching them you have this time we're going to turn our phone off right we're going to we're going to focus we're going to make this and i'm going to have this time this face time with my kids Mm -hmm. and they're learning this lesson and what happens is over time let's say as, as the years go on those kids never forget that. I, oh, I may have told not. you this story, but uh, I'll never forget. When I was teaching seventh grade, I taught seventh grade in St. Louis, Missouri for four years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you have the some kids that uh, they will never stop talking. Ironically, I had this one kid in my class. Her name was Gabby, and she never stopped talking. <laughs> Just supremely bad. ironic. Anyway, <laughs> so then you have some kids that never, ever talk. Yeah. You ask questions, they will never talk, and every teacher will tell you this. But I would ask them every Christmas, I said, I want you to write down a tradition that you and your family do at Christmas. Mm -hmm. And man, 100%, you could hear a pin drop 
when they were taught, they would write down, okay, at this time we do this, at this time we do this, at this time we do this, at this time we do this. I mean, it's tattooed on their psyche yeah. that this is what we do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of parents are not aware of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's exact. That's what I mean. We're creating a memory mm-hmm. with these kids. Yeah. And, um, and they will never forget it. And I can attest to that 100%. I mean, um, when growing up here in Memphis, you know, we, downtown, we have a lot of homeless people. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember... Um, specifically one year, but we did it more than once. But I remember that one year, um, my, my father and um, his Bible study, uh, it was all men, they would um, ask all the ladies to make tamales and mm-hmm. champurrado and go downtown and feed the homeless and give them a blanket. Uh, but this one year, uh, dad was like, why don't y'all come with me in the car? Don't get down, but just come with me. And uh, so we would see how the people, you know, the people would gather and they would, you know, give them a blanket, give them a tamale, a torta or a champurrado mm-hmm. and um, how they were so grateful. And, um, you know, years passed as I grew up, uh, got married, did not continue with the tradition. But when I had my own kids, uh, there was a year where we were in a Bible study. I was in a Bible study with Alexis and Lourdes mm-hmm. and and more ladies and Alexis's dad had done this with my dad. And, uh, you know, I was like, hey, do you remember when our dads did this? Mm. I was like, wasn't that beautiful? I was like, why don't, why don't we do that with, with our families? So uh, that year we, like the girls got together, the girls and the guys like made sandwiches and tamal, tortas, champurrado, hot chocolates, and made coffee. And we did that, we grabbed the kids, put them in the cars and we would have them give out Oh, that's awesome. So um, they, to this day, remember, as, mm. as we were doing that, I pick up the phone and I call my dad and I'm like, hey, dad, what do you think I'm doing? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, it's Thanksgiving morning. What are you, are you cooking? I was like, I'm downtown and I'm handing out champurrado and tamales and my kids are in the back like I was when you were doing oh. that. And my dad started crying. Oh, sure. Because he's a big crier to begin with. But he started crying because you remember that. And my kids still remember. And every year they're like, hey, are we going this year? Are we going for Christmas? Are we going for Thanksgiving? So they remember. And those things, they feel like they're giving back. And it's something beautiful. So I can tell you, Mm. we definitely remember. My kids definitely remember. And I know that it will. it's something beautiful that you can pass down. And it's better than just saying, "What did I get? What did I get that year for Christmas?" Right, I don't remember what right. I got that year. But didn't we go feed the homeless that year? Yeah, yeah. They'll remember that. Oh, exactly. And and what a great point because and that, again, I think that's sometimes hard for parents mm-hmm. to remember because yeah. you guys are so busy. Mm. You know, people always talk about how busy priests are, and I'm like, dude, trust me. I, actually, it's pretty good compared to most parents I know. Yeah. You know, because I see everything you guys juggle. And so what this does is it gives them FaceTime. Oh, yeah. And I remember, like, to your point, I remember when I was growing up, my dad, we did that. But Mm -hmm. then we would, uh, my dad was so awesome. If somebody was stuck on the side of the road, like (sighs) trying to change a tire, he'd pull over and do it for him. Mm-hmm. And um, and it would be so annoying. I'm like, Dad, <laughs> I got to go potty. Let's go. Chop, chop. And he's like, suck it up, buttercup. You're fine. But like... You remember, don't you? remember you? that yeah. stuff, right? You remember that stuff. And so it's, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. Well, and, you know, it's... And we are praying, especially for parents yeah. uh, at this time, because it's not easy to navigate that, that balance. 
Hey, listen, if you have any ideas for shows, don't forget to let us know. And don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul. God bless you.